Hello and welcome to BDO South Africa's Sector Podcast, Frankly Speaking. My name is Limo Dedi, Sector Communication Specialist and your host for this podcast series. Our aim for this podcast is to deliver short, informative insights covering financial services, technology, natural resources, real estate and construction, media and telecoms, public sector, consumer goods, and the mid-market. Don't forget to subscribe to our Frankly Speaking podcast series and stay informed. Just visit bdo.ca.za to subscribe. In the period of innovation, technological progression has become a vital need for each business to meet the developing consumer desires and the pace of advanced change. Chatting to me today about the world of insurance and insurtech as it relates to innovation is Justin Roberts, an Associate Director, and Tatenda Mapurisa, a Senior Analyst, both from BDO's Financial Services Technology Sector. All right, Justin and Tatenda, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Lee, for your time. Hi, and thank you very much, Lee. Fab. So tell me, guys, how has innovation and technology reshaped the insurance industry? That's an interesting one, Lee. So technology has changed the world tremendously over the last few years, and insurance is one of those areas. Innovation through new technologies is a key driver of change in the financial services sector, and this has led to significant cost savings and efficiencies even though these changes can be accompanied by uncertainty and hesitation. Internet of Things, cloud computing, advanced analytics, GPS tracking, drones, AI, and blockchain, to name a few, are providing new ways to measure, control, and price risk and engage with these customers. The key drivers for these changes are technology, customer expectations, and digital disruptors. All right, and and how would you say InsurTech is reshaping the insurance industry? So technology progression is a vital need for any business to meet developing customer desires and to keep up with the pace of advanced change. Through the implementation of latest technologies, new business models have emerged and have been aimed at delivering new and improved customer experiences. If I go into some examples, um, these would be insurance sales aggregation. So this is where customers may now compare and purchase insurance products through public websites such as hippo.com with multiple brands providing transparency or pricing. Another example is usage-based insurance where insurance companies may now quote clients based on their specific risk profile. Health and life insurers are transforming as wearable biometric sensors, such as Apple Watches and Fitbits, provide insurers with data on the health of their clients. Car insurance is another area that is being transformed every day, as instead of relying on simple information such as age, gender, vehicle type, insurers can now obtain real-time data on the policyholders' driving habits. For example, as part of the Discovery Vitality program and insurance offerings, Discovery uses data from health monitors and telematics for mobile vehicles to inform the monthly premium charged to customers. So it's very interesting. That that is a very interesting one. Another example I have is I want to mention is data monetization, where other insurance companies are exploring the harnessing of their customers' data in line with the industry regulations to boost profits by creating new businesses. And um, so, so with all these kind of new things coming into the market, how has the response been from the more established larger firms? So what we've seen is that the well established insurers have been adopting new and innovative technologies. 
for the delivery of very dynamic insurance products into the insurance market. And specifically here in South Africa, you find that your well-established insurance firms, um, such as Hollard, Santam, and Old Mutual, have actually been able to invest more into accelerator or incubator programs, as well as partnering up with new startups for the development of these innovative insurance products that have all come about through innovative technology. Okay, so, I mean, which would you say um, are the most innovative technologies, especially coming out of these fintechs, um, that have driven the most or the highest changes in the industry? There are many innovative solutions that have driven change in the insurance sector. Um, but to name but just a few, I'll start with robotic process automation. And what we have seen is that some of these large insurers have been actually um, replacing some of these manual tasks with an automated tool. And lastly, I'll mention virtual reality. And what we've seen is that some of these large insurers have been using this technology for the handling of claims remotely. This has been very useful, especially during this time with the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, specifically when you look at the property and the motor insurance sector, where virtual reality has actually been used to you know, recreate accident scenes and even estimate the cost of damages um, without having to have an employee or someone be physically on site. And um, so, yeah, when you look at the new technologies that have been coming up, we can begin to see how insurers are able to improve the customer service whilst also managing their own risk. All right. So, of course, with, with the rise of, of new technology, there's always a risk involved. So, so what risks kind of come with the application of these new technologies? So yeah, there's there's plenty of risks, but I just want to go into to one or two years. So and as innovation increases, um, so will the complexity of products and processes that exist within the insurance market. All applications of these innovative technologies make use of data, being sensitive customer data as well as non-sensitive data, which is not linked to any customers. The risks related to data will escalate as time goes on, and insurance comes insurance companies will need to implement tighter controls around data. These controls would need to be around data governance and adhering to regulations such as GDPR and POPI. So I think we all know that POPI was um, implemented and commenced from 1 July 2020. And there is a, a year leeway around this for the companies to comply. Another, another example would be data management, where insurers must maintain the integrity of their data through validation and checks as errors or leaks in data can lead to bigger issues for these companies. So I know Tatenda touched on a few of the innovative technologies, being machine learning, artificial intelligence, virtual reality, big data, and RPA. And there's a lot of risks about using these technologies. So organizations, for example, with RPA, they would need to implement controls around that. How do they actually um, develop the RPA? Who can make changes to the RPA? So there's a lot of those other risks as well. But I think the, the biggest risk at the moment is data and managing the data of that. Right. So how do we mitigate this risk, though? So data security should be improved through effective data governance, internal controls, 
and data risk assessments around all aspects um, of the way the data is processed. This includes being aware of the source of the data, where the data is stored and how it is transmitted, ensuring employees handling sensitive data are consistently monitored. It's also important to note that insurance companies ensure that in each step of the data flow that someone is accountable for the data and effectively there is a data steward or owner in each area and aspect. Right, so speaking about risks, um, we've heard experts in the field talk about cyber attacks kind of not being a matter of if but a matter of when. So how does cyber insurance fit in kind of in protecting all parties involved? So in this day and age, regardless of the sector, um, any organization that generates some form of revenue, um, collects personal or juristic data, is at risk of a cyber attack. And what we've seen is that with the implementation of these newer technologies, they are bringing about newer cybersecurity risks that organizations or most organizations are not prepared um, to deal with. So. This means that organizations should always be prepared for the next steps to take in the event that a cyber attack occurs in their environment. And this is where cyber insurance comes in, um, because you find that cyber insurance products are designed to cover um, costs for the organization in the event that a cyber attack occurs. Because once a cyber attack occurs, there are going to be costs associated with getting legal and even technical cybersecurity advice, as well as defense costs um, in the event that the organization is being sued by the regulator or the consumers themselves. Um, but at this stage, it's also important for us to note that um, cyber insurance is not replacement for sound cybersecurity response plans. Um, Cyber insurance is not a technology solution. I think organizations still need to adequately prepare um, for cybersecurity incidents within their organization. Right. Okay. And I mean, you, you mentioned um, Papaya, which I believe is put in place to kind of ensure effective data protection processes are in place. Um, is yes. this enough? You know, are, are regulators keeping up? Is policy kind of keeping up with the advancement of technology? The answer to that is yes. Um, the regulators in the financial services industry in South Africa have been making an effort to actually proactively learn about these new technologies before they're implemented um, within the South African market. And um, one way the regulators have been able to do this is through the regulatory fintech sandbox, which was launched in 2020. This fintech regulatory sandbox was actually launched to provide organizations an opportunity to test um, their innovative products that they would like to bring to the South African market in a controlled environment where some of the participants from a regulatory perspective were the South African Reserve Bank, South African Revenue Services, the National Credit Regulator, and um, the list of regulators that actually participated extends beyond this. So, yes, I think what we see is that the regulators are making an effort to understand some of these new technologies before they're implemented, such that they can actually draft legislation which does not stop innovation, but actually which controls the way innovation is implemented 
to protect the consumers. Right. Yeah. So um, what do you foresee for the future of InsureTech in South Africa overall? Overall, I think technology is going to open new insurance markets. Um, I think five, maybe 10 years ago, we wouldn't have been discussing cyber insurance. But here we are today building up on that discussion, which everybody is talking about within the industry. So definitely we are going to see more and more uh, insurance products out in the market. I think just to add on to what the tender said, so in the, in the next five years, we're going to see technology change tremendously. And I think it's going to look very different to, 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 to today's view. Um, so I guess we'll have to just watch technology changes and adapt as they evolve. Also, business models will be continuously changing, and this is going to be a very interesting space to watch. So yeah, I think um, from our perspective, we're, we're very excited and we're going to yeah, just watch the space very closely. All right, so Justin and Tatenda, thank you so much for giving us clarity today. Perfect. Thank you so much, Lee. Thank you very much, Lee.